What is sadder than a lonely dog at the dog park? Are you ready to start writing your tech story? Join an Ironhack bootcamp and learn the skills you need to pursue a meaningful career in tech. Visit ironhack.com slash write dash your dash story to find out more. Let's write your story. Hello. Good morning, Hello. everybody. Hi, Paul. Back once back. again. Back once again. I woke up this morning to see that Tesla has put $1.5 billion of their holdings into Bitcoin so, oh, cool. So the energy that they put back into our <laughs> ecosystem, they can take out in yeah. CPU cycles, GPU cycles. Yeah, there was a tweet, and, and this is very funny. It said, like, I just saw Tesla invested all this money. Finally, I can stop worrying that Bitcoin is bad for the environment. They wouldn't have done this <laughs> if it wasn't because they're like a clean tech company. It's like, <laughs> wow, yeah. That, that's what this means. Wow, look at the Bitcoin. I'll tell you, no one makes it look less fun to be the richest person in the world than Elon Musk. Like, that it just guy. looks no fun. We you had have, meme stonks, and meme stonks came along and, and took over the market. And now we have, I think Tesla is a full-on meme company. It's literally, you have the coolest sort of girlfriend, spouse. You have a new baby to add to all the other babies. You have all the money in the world. And then you go on Twitter and sometimes I put Google Google Calendar notices in for years ahead and they'll be like, don't talk to anyone. It'll be just sort of like, like reminders to wind yourself down and disappear at a certain point. I have a reminder for when I'm like in my 70s to just like be done by now, right? Because the people who hang out, it's a bad scene. Just a little distraction on Elon Musk. Anyway, good news. Congratulations, yeah. Tesla and Bitcoin. Happy for everybody. So uh, I always encourage people at the end to send us email. And guess what? It's happening. So wanted to send a shout out to Marcelli Wack. It's W-A-C, so I'm doing my best here. While working on CI for my project, I had to run a command line that will execute with a delay, i.e. sleep. This obviously keeps the terminal window busy, preventing me from entering other commands, which somehow steered my mom to thinking about cron jobs. How do they actually work under the hood without having to run all the time? Are there some timers set which magically execute commands when needed? Or is this something that runs in the background, constantly checking for jobs that need to be executed? That sounds inefficient. One of my favorite things to do is read Unix. I know, Paul. Yeah. It's, right? <laughs> but in your chair on the Remarkable 2. We know. <laughs> listen, one of my, I mean, check out Calendar. Calendar Cal, C-A-L. That's my favorite because there actually is like the little gap in the 1700s when they changed the whole calendar. Oh, you can exciting. find that in there. They, they, they went there. Pretty exciting. For and some people. That's the that's word I use, Sarah. <laughs> so I was like, let's go read the source code for Cron. And I typed in, how does Cron work? And what comes up but Stack Overflow? So I was interested to learn about, so I was like, wow, that's one of those things you don't think about, right? Because it just happens for you. Uh, it's been there for probably since the 70s. It just So Cron is the classic utility. It has this weird little syntax and it runs recurring tasks. So it's, it's great for rotating and gzipping your log files every night at 4 a.m. Yeah. Like and it brought me back to the days of writing shell scripts, which I feel like programmers used to do a lot more. Or did I just, was I uh. just surrounded by them at the time? No, no, Sarah. <laughs> back in our day. <laughs> shell scripts. <laughs> uh, listen, shell scripts are low code mm -hmm. and everyone should learn at least one shell. I would suggest fish. Fish is a mm. good shell. 
Mm. Shell scripts are wonderful. They come in, you know, everybody's like, well, we need to reinvent that. And, and you know, so it can run around under node in a multi something dimensional something. But it actually, you can do such good stuff by just writing lots of little programs, stitching them together, and then going home. It's batches, it's little batches, yeah. right? Little batches. Anyway, and pipes. These are good things. Get, use them, use them to get things done. You, right. But no, no, I might as well script my Palumi. So we learned about cron tab with the Stack Overflow yes. post that you shared. So I had never heard of this before. And it's very interesting. Cron tab is a database that runs on startup of your machine that contains the cron jobs that need to be run. That's right. So, and everybody, every user in a Unix system, because it used to be that a system would have multiple users instead of being one of, you know, one fiftieth of a user of yeah. you know, hosting Netflix video, would be able to add their jobs to the machine. And then the machine, the thing I love about Unix in general, because I mean, <laughs> how much time on, do you have? Comes, uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm about to ruin the party um, again. Ugh, don't invite him. So, uh, the thing I love is that. You sit there and you go like, boy, how could they have done that incredible magic? What a weird thing that must have been to come up with. And then if you look at the source code, you're like, yeah, this is dog simple. This is what I would think it was. Like, it's almost never surprising. So how does cron schedule jobs? It takes the database and it makes it into a set of commands that it can easily reference. And then every minute it says, hey, anything should run now? And, you know, it does a little query and the query is like, yep, I got these, you know, rotate the log files time. It's 4 a.m. on a Thursday. And it goes, cool, going to do it. And then that's it. That's the whole thing. And, and that's kind of what you'd come. If I if I locked you in a room, not saw style, <laughs> just like, let's get some work done. <laughs> um, and I said, hey, could you figure out a way to internal to schedule yeah. cron jobs? I, I think you'd pretty much come up yeah. with this, right? Like if like if it, I didn't have Stack Overflow and I had to design it. No, it'd be like, hey, I need a I need a little database. Yeah. I need a format for representing recurring tasks. So that's give me five asterisks and, and a, I'll cross my fingers. There are great websites. There's like I think it's like crontab.guru. It's very encouraging. <laughs> crontab.guru. Look at that. I remembered a URL that's like great. an animal from nineteen ninety-nine. It was Look the dot that. guru that stuck it in your mind. Admit it. Uh, it is. No, I'm the dog on the internet. I didn't even know you, I could remember URLs anymore. I thought you just had to go through Facebook. And so it will help you with crontab uh, syntax. And there's, you know, there's also like at yearly, at reboot, there's all this non-standard crontab syntax, which I'm, I'm sure is sure there's a lot of discussion about that. So crontab.guru will help you set up the syntax. And then you need to parse the syntax into something that is easy to look at every minute. Then you know how long a minute is, and you just are like, hey, this runs all the time. Never stop. A computer is just a very fancy clock. It's something that you learn. My best line as a writer mm -hmm. ever is just, a computer is a clock with benefits. That's the only yeah. That's the only <laughs> thing where I'm like, yep, that's I, I will stand by that until I die. Meanwhile, 400 emails are about to come in. Speaking of small, little databases, little I had an idea over the weekend. It's the first time I've had an idea for like a web app that I actually mm. would want to build. I had suggested to someone when I was looking for a tutor, like, I'll do a to-do list. And they were like, everybody does the to-do list. Like, I'm, I'm this is so boring. I'm not even, I don't even want to teach it to you. But around here where I live, there's a couple of really nice dog parks, but you got to get in your car and drive there. You know, it's a hassle, especially in the snow. And you're kind of hoping that when you show up, somebody else will be there 
with a dog. Oh, because you're not in New York City uh, anymore. Where there are yeah, dog this very, oh, that makes sense. That was very confusing to me. Okay. Yeah. So people come from far and wide. Sometimes they drive half an hour and they're sort of just like, you know, crossing their fingers and hoping that they'll have some good dog playmates for their dog. So you can make friends and text people, but you know, that's a bit of a, you know, that's, that can maybe is too much for some people. Mm. They want to just have the casual hang. And so I thought, what if I just threw up a webpage that's a 24 hour calendar that resets every night at midnight in our little time zone. And you can say, I'm going to be at the dog park for this half an hour or this hour. This is my dog. You can, you know, and then people will know when you're going to be there and you can go meet them. And the, I guess the goal is to have as little personal information on there as possible. Like, just wipe at the, at the end of every day. But, you know, I'm sure later on it could be full featured or whatever. But what would I need to build this? And what what languages would you recommend? What technology would you recommend? First of all, before we get there, this needs a cute name. And some branding. Like we need a name for this. Yeah, that's where I, yeah. I, that's where I personally would start. <laughs> uh, let's see. Pup Finder. Canine nah. Calendar. Um, Park Wolf. Yeah. Parkwolf.biz. Parkwolf.biz. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no pack like something with packs uh, oh yeah park pack park pack let's see parkpack.com is, park is not 403 available? forbidden from nginx so i think you could totally perfect dot, dot let's see dot Ooh, what are some other ones dot, dot horse hold on we're gonna we're gonna let's get you because this is really what matters let's get you the url and then you know implementation is trivial that's what i'll tell you as an engineer park pack this is the best part, right? Because you haven't done any work. You can buy the I like the idea of like, what if, I think it's catchier if it's Tinder for dogs, you know? Right. Mm, that's yeah, how but you then you're it swiping. Yeah. It, there yeah. is the swiping. Look, we're going to hire a branding firm. It's going to cost about thirty to $40,000. <laughs> yes. Just And it's not even going to be we'll the, do some it's not the good stuff. We'll exercises. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Get the logo, you know, but parkpack.club is available. Anyway, regardless, Sarah, what do you think? So what do we got? Let's let's actually get the use case right really quickly. So as a user, as a user, <laughs> as a user, I just want love as a user. <laughs> so I want to come in and I'm, what do I really want here? Like, right, I want to know, I mean, you, we could go all the way out to jobs right. to be done. Like, the, you know. I think there's two things you want. I think you want to hit this service and see immediately the calendar. What hours today will other dogs be there? And then you want to just have a one, a one, but one other option, which is like reserve a time or like, you know, add a time. It's not because there's no maximum here. It's not like vaccines. It's like you could have, if a hundred dogs want to show up, that's actually wonderful. It's wonderful. I mean, like, yeah, the more complex version would be like, and then if you don't show up, you get a bad rating and then people can, you know, chat each other. No, I want to no, drop no, all no, that. No, to no, start. no, no. This is, you're, yeah. as a client, I'm yeah. going to tell you to yeah. stop right there. So, okay. Simplest experience that I can imagine would be going to the dog park. I'm going to register interest. Do I have to give you any information or can I just click and say, I'm going to be there? I was thinking the only information you have to give is like the name of your dog or a picture of your dog. Not even your own information. Don't even do pictures. Name is is so good. So I think it's just like, or do we care that dogs are big or little? I thought, well, that was the initial. It could be like name, size, and temperament were the three the three things I was thinking. Are people honest about their? Yeah, I don't have a dog, so I don't understand. <laughs> are people like? Are they like my dog is actually a ginormous jerk? <laughs> no, well, they always well, underplay it. If yeah. somebody is like, yeah, he can be a little rough around children, it means like keep children a hundred and fifty feet away from this dog. Yeah. I mean, right. Temperament is kind of yeah. People are always going to say they're always going to mm, hedge on that one a little bit. So maybe just name and size, and then you're already down the rabbit hole. All we want to do, I wouldn't even do size. Like, let's just start with like 
So first of all, you need to put a calendar on a screen. You're not right. you're not doing an app. You're going to do mobile, web, and web. Mm, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. How far ahead would people normally schedule their dogs? Good question. I want to say that that's what I was thinking. It's like, oh, you could look down the week, but I want to just do it by the day because a lot of it is weather dependent. So it's just like, am I going to be there today? You just check it in the morning. Okay, so in the morning, oh, I got to take Ruffles for a run. Right. I want to take him to the dog park. That will bring his joy will bring meaning to my life. How when does the dog park open? When does it close? It's like eight in the morning till sundown. All right. So let's just be easy and say eight to eight, right? Like Yeah, because sundown's sundown. a tough one. You can't yeah. yeah. And dogs dogs can play in the dark. They're they're smart. Yeah. Okay. So let me give you the absolute simplest thing that I can see, and then I wanna I wanna hear what Sarah says. So first of all, no authentication, no login, nothing. Right. I am going to allow tremendous amounts of abuse to this website, even though, but you can't really do too much with it. So the absolute simplest, I wouldn't even take the dog's name. What I would do is just make an app that lists every morning at 8 a.m., automatically lists half hour bundles, right? So 8, 8.30, 9.30 in blue underlined text. Yeah. And then if somebody clicks on one of them, then that a counter goes up and a number appears to the right of that time, letting people know how many dogs might be showing up around them. That's so elegant. I love that. Because you don't need to know names. You're not you're not thinking why? Because yeah. like, yeah, I think if you've gotten to the point where you know the dog's name and you know that you're friends with their dog, then you then you're probably gonna throw out a text. Like you know, maybe you'll, you know, this is like I wanna go and meet strangers. That's that's the challenge, is you're hoping to meet just randoms. I mean, let's be clear. If you show up with a Chihuahua and they show up with, uh, you know, a Rottweiler, the Rottweiler gets a snack. It's wonderful. Yeah. No, I mean, it's <laughs> there is uh, you're, you're going to have a fun conversation. Like, well, yeah. let's see how these guys do together. And then, you know, the Chihuahua bosses around the Rottweiler and a hilarious memory is made. That's the absolute simplest, right? Like what, yes, what's good here right. is that all you have to do is one stateful transaction, which is like, you know, where you're going to, they're going to click and you're going to say, okay, for that time on this day, right? increment by one. Now, there's all sorts of problems. Somebody could be like, I'm going to pretend to have 100 dogs and just hammer right. that button. So now you're like, right. do I let them click twice? Is there a cookie? Where it gets wacky here. So the less you do, the better, because now it's like, well, you're going to give them cookies. Well, do you have GDPR concerns? Yeah. You know, it's just like, but you're not <laughs> tracking any. So what you're doing here that I love is that it's a very webby transactional website. It does it can just be pages, right? You don't even need this sort of live Ajaxy stuff. Mm. Now, second thing you could do is get a dog's name, which actually is sort of nice in, in you know, stopping. Nobody's going to enter a dog's name a hundred times but they can click a hundred times. So it's a nice sort of like gating mechanism and you get to know the different dogs and so on and so forth. So that that's what I would actually want to build, which is somebody can put a dog's name in. You actually probably want to give them a cookie where the dog's name pops up every time they try to enter that, but you don't need to know anything about who they are. So that would be the experience. I come, I have a list of times, I click one of the times, it's half hour blocks and it gives me a little pop-up and says, what's your dog's name? Or it takes me to a page where I fill that out. And then I would just, the page ever after would just list all the dogs underneath the different times. I wouldn't even, like no more interaction. If I come to the page, I can see that seven dogs are going to be there at 10.30 a.m. And it's Rex, Fido, Alan. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> and then actually three Kevins, which is not a bug. There's actually three dogs named Kevin in our community. <laughs> so that's that's what I would do. Sarah, where, where does your brain go? 
Uh, my brain goes to immediately goes to not to the user experience, but how to make this. This is good. We make a good team because now we can move past the user experience part, which sounds like we've kind of nailed something close to it. Got a rough MVP. Yeah. Yeah. And was just thinking like, how can Ben store this data in a non-painful way where he doesn't have to set up this whole database? Mm. And I think you could just do like regardless of the language that you're using, it seems like if it's just one day worth of data, you could just do like a JSON file and just rewrite it all the time. Yeah, that's exactly right. If you want yeah. an archive, you could have it or you could say to hell with it and just yeah. every morning at eight, you start over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. need a database here. That's convenient. Yeah, all you need to do, now all you need to do right on the server is figure out how to open a file with data in it, Yeah, change that data, and then save that file. And you might need to generate the file each morning. So you would generate it by stepping through, you know, 12 hours and half hour intervals and setting those times up. So it's like you're making you're making the data that would make the page. And every time you change the page, because you're never going to get a situation with this where people are like smashing your database, right? Like yeah. it just, it'd be, you're always going to have that couple of milliseconds leeway. I mean, yeah, if for whatever reason, this somehow ends up being the object of a trolling and we get overloaded. That'll be a good story too. I'm not too worried about it. There's only yeah, like yeah, yeah. two thousand people in my whole town, so I don't think it's going to be a problem. But we'll see. I yeah. like Sarah's idea of avoiding a database quite a bit. Yeah, you could also like just check to see like when a user comes on, you can just check to see. Oh, is there a file for today? No file. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll create it. This is great because I, I I did think the database was going to be one of the challenging parts. Okay, cool. All right, I'm going to set set myself on this path. All you need to do is figure out how to write and read a JSON file on the server. Right. It doesn't okay. even have to be JSON. It could be CSV. Like you're, yeah, you're in a very yeah. simple zone. It's actually, it's really good to start there, Ben, because the um, databases should come after flat files, in my opinion. You should learn like kind of what the data is a little bit and load it in and out and serialize it and mess with that stuff before uh, you actually get into the more complicated schema-based stuff. If you're, a, if you're a newbie programmer, it's, it's good stuff to understand what those pieces are made of. Well, I'm glad we've put this little flag in the ground and I'm going to report back after a couple of weeks and let you know how it's going. Because this is the first thing I felt like uh, genuinely compelled to do. Not like the, I really should get better at coding because it's embarrassing after a year and a half of this podcast, but like I could use this product. So maybe that'll be the motivation I need. How are you going to market it? Yeah. Uh, I was thinking laminated signs at the dog park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, a good idea. that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. There's also a no, Facebook group. I could throw up a, a post on the Facebook group. Huh. I, you know, I would have spent $30,000 on Google ads, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> they can be really targeted. Your plan might be smarter. Yeah. Might be, it might be a lot wiser to actually, you know, meet them where they are, not do a big halftime show. All right. This is exciting. I, I, I mean, part of me too, I want to get the dog's names. So I think you might want to hold on to that. Maybe what you do is, yeah, but you know, historical information is good to get rid of here. Nobody needs yeah. to know when the dogs were at the dog park historically, because that is something that you can use to stalk someone. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, true. Yes. Want, yeah. Yeah. And the names are people IDing each other right by the dog name. Exactly. That's this is an important PII. The better. I mean, the other thing I would say is like the two things to always think about when you're structuring this stuff are like, can I make this accessible? Nice, plain HTML kind of stuff is very accessible. Pages are very accessible. So if somebody is like, just, you know, has, has various needs, like as simple as possible is really good here. And 
The other thing is uh, the question I just asked, which Sarah, like, like, how could this be abused in such a way that people's safety would be at risk? I mean, if you were really, so if ways. someone was stalking and they wanted to know when someone was going to be at the dog run and they right. knew the name of their dog. Yeah. So if you really wanted to take care of people, you wouldn't ask them. You would just say like, you know, optional, enter the name of your dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that's that. A good and I liked your I like setup optional. where it's like you check the time and it tells you how many dogs are going to be there as opposed to write like a calendar where you might like sort of look around for somebody. I like that idea a lot. Yeah. I mean, actually, like if people want to give you the name of their dog because they don't care who knows, which small town, probably very nice. But if somebody is just like, I'd like to see dogs, but I really don't want that guy at the store who keeps telling me weird things whenever I go to checkout to yeah. know about my dog and I've been having, cra- you know, or, you know, whatever. I'm just, right. my husband and I are in a custody battle for our sharp pay and I, I don't want to have to <laughs> yeah. deal with this. You want to actually cover that use case. It's, it's amazing how quickly that will come up if you don't oh, yeah. pre-address it. Like you've got five minutes from launch to you are act- you've created an unsafe situation with any website in 2021. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, why don't I just create a public Google calendar and throw that up and people can get on it? But then I was like, yeah, I don't want people to be using their actual IDs emails. And, and yeah, yeah, exactly. This is right. It's a decentralized network for dogs to connect. For dogs um, to connect, even though yeah, we don't exactly. like dog Tinder. Brand. Yeah, that's and, right. And, well, registering gets you a, a pup coin, Sarah. So you get one pup coin every time Ooh. you uh, put yourself. Do you mean Dogecoin or a pup coin? <laughs> oh, ouch, ouch! I can still afford to give those out. They're only like five cents each. <sighs> so really, I mean, this is—it's Dognet is what you're yeah. creating here. It's a butt-sniffing network. <laughs> where you're nice. the hu- you're the hub to allow for pheromonal exchange between emotionally needy animals now it sounds like i need this needs to be age appropriate <laughs> are you 18 before you, <laughs> is, you or yes before is you your dog 2.5 <laughs> uh, yeah exactly. great yeah because that's that's 18 in dog years everybody yeah this he's making me think of this great performance artist and one of the things he did is go to a local law park and post a big sign that said dog fights tonight 7 p.m small dogs only um, and just like a bunch of pictures of a bunch of like tiny dogs. <laughs> it apparently came down very quickly, but there's a precedent for setting signs at the dog park is what I'm saying. I mean, that's deeply uncool, but also hilarious. <laughs> like, I think that's, you know, we're all there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fight dogs. That is an official policy yeah. of the Stack Overflow podcast. Pretty easy no one dog to fights. call. So I want to give a quick shout out uh, to a post that went up on the blog this week. It has a fantastic title. How I Got Demoted to Software Developer to Follow My Dreams. Um, It's from Christina Lustig, our former director of design, who over the years just felt like she really enjoyed coding, engineering, problem solving. And she kind of started getting into this with some of the folks on our team who were on that side of the house and eventually decided she wanted to, to move over. And so did that, which was pretty brave. I mean, you know, obviously she had a job here that would allow her to do that, which is pretty cool for Stack Overflow to be flexible. But it's a very cool piece about, yeah, making a, a pretty significant career change going sort of, you know, over to a different department. And yeah, I think we'll, we'll try and have her on the show soon to chat through it. I mean, those moves are, are hard. Very hard. Very hard to be new at something as an adult. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's hard to, it's hard to be, not be the, when you've been the one that knows all the things, it's hard to go to the opposite. First of all, this is a good move. When you when you take the move, this this piece is good. And you should when you take the move back, you have to do it strategically and wisely. And not everybody can do it, especially if there's a salary cut. Mm. But 
I've never heard anyone go, wow, I took a step backwards in my career in order to learn more. And boy, that was that a mistake. I've just never heard it. It actually, it usually, I think it's something that people consider very deeply. So no one does it lightly, but getting that broadening that understanding and being able to connect two disciplines is always a superpower, but it, it does take like a year to develop the superpower. We're not really an industry that's like, hey, you should switch everything. Right. Like that's not yeah. actually we act like we might be, but we're not. Forward momentum is like a really tough thing to, you know, when you put a lot of work into a career, it could be really scary. That position of total humility when you're entering a new discipline is yeah. incredibly informative. It's actually a very healthy thing to do as an adult. I, I talk a big game, but I've done it a couple of times. And I mean, it sucks. You're an idiot. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? You're used to feeling competent and skilled. Yeah. And like, you know, I remember like some of my first con- professional consulting experiences and just like, you know, some CTO sitting me down and I, you know, just getting up and feeling like I'd lost an entire layer of skin. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, I shouldn't have advised you that way. Yeah. But I think Mongo is very interesting. You learn quickly what's <laughs> what what you think is interesting and what the real job is. And it, it is, but it's so informative. It's so good. So that's great. Congratulations. Yeah. The lifeboat of the week. This question is still open. So awarded to Mike Nackis, who has now gotten up to a score of 20 or more on Stack Overflow proper. What is the difference between member-wise copy, bit-wise copy, shallow copy, and deep copy? So I'll put it in the show notes. Y'all can go check out Mike's answer, which has uh, gotten a good score, and maybe we can accept it. We can close up a question. That's great. That's Thanks, great. community Woo! team. Yeah. Thank you. Doing our part. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for emailing us. We got some really nice tweets and DMs this week. Uh, we're glad that the show is making people feel good. And we're always open for suggestions of topics or anything yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Love those questions. Yeah. Especially if you find any really banana cake stack stuff. Like, boy, <laughs> we want to know. Yeah, exactly. Print those out and physically mail them to Paul. They're, yes. they're close to his heart. Please. I'm Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on Twitter at Ben Popper and email us podcast at stackoverflow.com. And I'm Sarah Chips, Director of Community here at Stack Overflow. And you can find me at Sarah Joe on GitHub. And I'm Paul Ford, friend of Stack Overflow. I'm the co-founder of a company called Postlight. We're an agency that builds software. If you're an engineer, we'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're a designer and product manager, I think I've used up all of my credits for promoting. <laughs> but nonetheless, get in touch. No, no. Postlight.com oh, slash careers. Come on, do it. Do it. Um, fantastic. We're growing. We're growing. The company's growing. That's Sorry, okay. what? You were going to say something? Apply I'm, to Postlight. I'm, I'm, I'm fading you out right now. You're getting faded out. <laughs> Please.